finding amazing clients and the power of networking on today's episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Namecheap. There is no better option when it comes to buying your domain names. I've been a customer for more than a decade, and it's been a dream experience. Secure your new business name today at servenomaster.com, Namecheap. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. Today we have an amazing guest, Diane is here, and she's gonna to talk to us about how you don't have to be afraid of getting your first client going out there and growing your business and how it can be an actually enjoyable part of the process. I'm really excited to talk about that. Thank you so much for being here today, Diane. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So everyone says, a lot of people, the first thing they say is, I hate selling. I wanna build a business, but I don't wanna do selling. And it, after fear of public speaking, that's the most common thing people say to me is, I don't want to do selling. How can I sell stuff without doing selling? So what do you say to people who say that? So I say, good for you, right on. Don't like selling. I'm all about that. I would rather that you let go of this whole idea of selling and just be curious. Just lean into learning about people and making those connections. So let's talk about that because a lot of people think of networking. When they hear networking, they put the word after marketing and then they say pyramid scheme and they think of people who say, hey, why don't you come to a party? And then it's a surprise party where they're selling you stuff. And that's happened to me before. And networking has almost become as bad of a word as sales because it almost feels like it's the same thing. And I've certainly been to those events where everyone's handing you business cards, but you're not actually meeting anyone. What's real networking? Yeah. So, excuse me, my definition of networking is building relationships with people who may or may not need what you have to sell. So it's all about relationship building. It's about being really um, curious about who's in the room because you don't know how they might show up in your world later, right? They could be good resources. They could be good referral partners. They could, they could end up being clients. But there's so many options. They could be a business friend. You know, you just don't know who's there if, if you're so focused on making the selling connection. So my vote is it's relationship building. Just go be curious about how people learn about them. So in my experience of going to conferences and doing networking, I very rarely meet a client directly. It's usually one or two degrees of separation from someone who I meet at an event. And it's usually the most unexpected. So when I go to a conference, I only go to one or two a year, maybe 10 deals will kind of come up and one of them will actually happen. So there's all this excitement that builds up and I've learned, oh no, I need at least 10 things I'm really excited about for one of them to actually come to fruition. So right. how can people, I guess that's the thing is we come with this sales mindset. We miss the big opportunities because the better opportunities are the long-term, the ones that take time to grow. Yes, yes. Yeah, boy, that, that is such a great point. We really, if, if we are in the moment and we are just totally open to who we are meeting and getting to know them and learning about them and building that relationship over time, it is amazing what we can accomplish and what we can gain 
from building those relationships. I think people have to realize that selling is um, a long-term strategy, right? You have to be in it for the long term. You have to be willing to take the time, invest the energy in building relationships and remembering you can't sell anything to anybody. You can, people will buy from you when they trust you, when they feel comfortable with you and when they have a need. So timing has a lot to do with it. That, that's one of the things that you're experiencing, right? It's timing. It could be a year down the road. Yeah. So I kind of think of sales. Everyone says like, if you're a good salesman, you, you eat what you kill. And it's a very haunting metaphor. I think of networking as farming. Like I plant seeds. I meet a lot of people. I plant a lot of connections and then I wait and things happen when they're meant to happen. It is sometimes, but in my experience, it is when it's the right moment or it's the right person or someone goes, Oh, I know someone who needs something. And then they refer me. That's more of the experience that I get more than I meet someone at a conference and swipe the credit card right there. It's very, hard yeah. to catch someone who needs what you have and needs it right now. So let's talk about building trust. How do we build trust with new people and what's the right way to kind of build a new relationship? These are such great questions. So, cause it is all about trust, which is part of the reason why you're not, not going to gain a sale <clears throat> the first time that you engage with someone. They have to, really believe that you are that you have the best solution for them and that you are the best resource right and the way that they do that is by you being very interested in them and learning about them and not interested in what you need to get out of the relationship right we need to be totally open and giving sharing connecting part of the reason to network is so that you can build relationships with people who do things you don't do or even do things you do so that then when you're talking to people and connecting with them and they're talking about a need they have, you can introduce them to someone you've already vetted, you already trust. And so then this person trusts you because you were giving. You weren't thinking about what you could get from the situation. You were totally giving to them. So my vote is, Go to an event wanting to learn something about one or two people and know what it is you want to learn. And the key is it's not in connection to what you sell. Like, what do you want to know about someone that has nothing to do with what you could help them with? And really listen and really engage and learn from them. And then you have to follow up. You have to continue. If you feel a resonance with someone, you have to continue that relationship building process, like dating, you know, you have to continue to do it. So you can continue to get to know them and they can continue to get to know you. So there's kind of a challenge there. When you go to an event, especially because you have a limited amount of time, you can only talk to so many people How and you have to screen in and out the people you should talk to and the people you should. And I certainly have my own process for screening, which is so important because at my first conference, I spent way too much time talking to someone who Weren't, wasn't in the business six months later, I go, oh, big mistake, learn from that lesson. But I see a lot of people who, get, who can't get past that first phase, that first mistake of how do you screen who you should talk to? And then there's the part of like, oh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and you don't do any screening or you do too much screening and you come off as like the worst person in the world because you ask three questions and run away from everyone without getting to know anyone. What's the happy medium? 
Boy, you know, I, I think this may sound a little strange, but I think if you are just yourself and you just want to enjoy yourself at the event, like I go to events believing no one needs what I have to sell. So I can just be myself in the moment, curious about people. I'm always interested in what's going on with people. My favorite thing is to say, so tell me your story. And then because I'm in the moment, I'm picking up those cues and signals. So if there's someone who it just really doesn't feel good, I, you know, I can continue to talk to them for a couple minutes and then you just remove yourself. One of the easiest ways to remove yourself is to say, you know, it was great meeting you. I, I'm sure you're here to meet people. I don't want to hold you up. I'm going to, you know, step off and give you the opportunity to continue your process, right? It's polite. It's giving. It, you know, it's not an, any bad way of doing anything. And so when we're really in the moment and we're very present, we can feel that, that there's a resonance or there isn't. And then we just, you know, politely, you know, I see someone who I need to go connect with or, you know, follow up with, or uh, there, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. I, I, the one that I like the most is to say to someone, you know, I don't want to hold you up. I'll probably see you around, you know, want to let you go and, and connect with the people you're looking to connect with because they're probably not looking to connect with you either. Yeah. Sometimes I'm talking to someone and I feel like they're looking for someone to save their business. There's this smell of desperation, like their business is one or two weeks away from going out of business. And even when I was a very beginner, a few months into my first business, I was like, I got to get out of this conversation. Because it's the same thing as like when you're in a relationship, everyone's interested. And when you're single, no one's interested. <laughs> See, it really is like dating, right? I mean, th this is really how it is. It, it's, and, th and that's okay. But th this is why, and God bless them. You know, I, I, you can feel for them. You can empathize with them. But you can't save their business. You can't solve all of their problems, right? So... You you can be really genuine and say, you know, it depends on what they're saying to you, but you can you can say to them, you know, sounds like you've got a lot going on in your business, wishing you the best. You know, if I hear of anyone who I think might need what you have to offer, I'll certainly keep it in mind. You know, there's ways of saying it so that you're not guaranteeing anything, you're not promising anything, you're not leading them on but you're being polite and respectful and professional about the conversation. What are the signs you look for to tell you, oh, I want to keep talking to this person down the line. I want to actually swap contact information. I'm actually going to follow up with them. What are the signs for you? Yeah, I think the signs for me are um, that I really enjoy talking with them. We're laughing, we're connecting on, um, certain beliefs, you know, I mean, I was just in an event last week and um, started talking to a woman I had never really talked to before. And the two of us instantly hit it off. You know, we, we were um, having this conversation about something and we were almost saying the exact same thing. So there was this feeling of, wow, we get each other, right? I would like to learn more about this person and what they do because it, it, it's uh, the relationship feels connective. It feels like regardless of anything else, I would enjoy seeing this person again in an event. You know, if I ran into them at an event, I would want to sit with them and catch up and, and that sort of thing. For me, those are the, 
the markers, you know, the, the triggers. And if I don't have that, if it's a difficult conversation and I can't really, you know, get that, it just feels like it's a lot of work, then I know it's not someone who I'm going to be able to really, you know, build a, a decent business relationship with. And sometimes I meet someone and I'm like, oh, this could be really good for my business, but also I really don't want to spend any time with them. And you're kind of caught in that flux because we all have those like red flags. Like for me, if someone talks about how good they are or how rich they are too much, and sometimes you have people who mention their wealth every couple of sentences or something, you know, whatever their big thing is, they keep bringing it up. I don't really like to be around that. And yet you're sometimes stuck there. Yeah. So what are the signs that like make you just go, I got to get out of here? Yeah. So one of them is um, when they, and this is one that is really a big sign, when they continuously try to convince me that I need what they are selling. So when someone's in sales mode, I have absolutely no interest. When they won't let it go um, and when they do all the talking. So when they don't ask me about me, I what I prefer to do is turn it back and then ask them about them. And then I'm okay. But if I say, so tell me your story, I don't want to know about what you sell. I want to know about you, right? So, but if they walk up and they hand me their business card and they start in on their pitch and they start talking and they don't take a breath and I can't get away from them, that is an immediate, I do not want to have this person in my universe because it's going to be exhausting. Yeah, I like when someone lets me know really early in the conversation, I don't want to be friends with them. If I could find out in the first three minutes, I'm so grateful. I'm like, oh God, I could have spent two hours before I realized I don't want to be friends with you. Because sometimes that happens. Yeah. Like you start talking to someone before you figure it out. Like for me, especially like I don't really like to meet people that are employees, even if someone's the number two at a business, because it's not the same feeling. When you're the boss, you're on the trapeze, there's no net. Like if I make a mistake, my employees could lose their jobs. My kids don't eat. We don't pay the rent. I can't pay for the school bills. That's pressures on me. And that's this feeling that people who are like, even a number two at a big company doesn't get because they get paid whether things go well or bad. There is something different about the entrepreneur, the person who founded their company, rather than even though CEO is chasing a golden parachute, they don't have that same feeling because they came into something already working. Yeah. But there is this thing that I look for. I'm like, you don't know how I feel. And like when they're trying to, I'm like, you're trying to sell me something. Like what I always would blow my mind when I really started teaching networking, I saw these companies pay huge amounts of money. They bring in a networking team. And I'm like, everyone who's teaching networking is an employee. They're literally not good at networking. That's why they have the job. And that's one of the things that always, it's the same thing. Like when someone has certified coaches, I'm like, I want to learn from the boss how to grow my business, not someone who isn't able to grow a business and thus is an employee. So that's right. one of my big things is right. I want to know someone. And I don't care if someone has a really small business, it doesn't matter to me the size of their business because at least they understand how I feel. Like at least they're, they've been in the arena like we have. Yeah, right. You know, I think some of that too really speaks to where you network, right? Like I know here um, where I am, we have like women's networking organizations. Some of them are just women in business. So you get the employees, you get everybody. And then there's organizations that are women owners. And there is a big difference in the energy and the conversation, you know, depending on which one of those you are in. So depending on the relationships that you want to build and who you work with and who might have resources 
that are valuable to your connection base and your clients, I think that helps, you know, determine um, where you go, you know, where you network. The, the one thing I will say is um, we, in my opinion, we want to be careful about discounting people because they don't fit our prospect avatar because we don't know who they know. And if they are a resource, if they're really good at what they do, regardless of whether they're an employee or not, and their company is really good at what it does, we potentially want to build that relationship and find that out and build that level of trust and credibility because then we can offer them to our connections, which just enhances our trust level and our value to our, you know, our universe. That's interesting. Do you think there's a difference in networking at lady only events versus events where there's men there or networking? Do men network different than women? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I think most men network toward selling. And I think most women network toward relationship building. And it's not because women get that that's, you know, what I believe is the better road. It's because it's what's more comfortable. It just happens to be <laughs> the better road, you know, but for women, it's more comfortable. I think most women are not that hunter mentality. Because I think about when I wanted to learn about networking, I used to go to local meetup events in Nashville where I was at the time. Mm -hmm. And I would go to events where I didn't want to do business with anyone because I wanted to be around other people where I didn't need anything. And I mostly learned mm -hmm. how to not network. I would just make a list of the things people did that I didn't like. And I was like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. these are the things I won't do. Like that's great. And that you can learn so much more. Like the things I learned, I remember some people would go get early and they would put a business card on every single table. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'm never going to do that because it, then, then, you know, it's not valuable. So I noticed, I was like, oh, everyone gives in the same thing when someone go, Hey, and they give me their business card before they meet me. And I'm like, uh, but how do you, it doesn't, I know there's no, they don't treat the business card with value. So one of the first tricks I did and I can't believe this worked. I would not do this now, but I was 30 and like wild. I used to have a business card that just had my phone number on it and nothing else. And I saw that on the X-Files. Like I didn't learn that a networking thing. I remember the guy in the X-Files, like the, remember the spy? So I would give my business card. Yeah. They go, well, your name's not in here. I go, if you don't remember my name, don't call me. And people are like, wow, he's so confident. And I was just being a character wow. on the TV show. But I was like, I don't. I want my you to be feel like my number is really valuable. And also, it's way cheaper if you only get like nine numbers on a card than if you get a whole thing filled out. It's saved me a lot of money. But sure. And so I wouldn't give them out very much because you have to build up to the point where people will take a business card with only your number. Then they got to write my name on it manually if they really want to call me. And I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was like, I don't like because some people would give their business card it has a QR code, it has like six email addresses, their phone number, their fax number, their personal cell phone. It's too much information. And again, it makes me think yeah. this isn't valuable because you're giving everything. If you're giving everyone every right. information and I'm not going to LinkedIn you and Facebook you and Instagram, you could, I know certain people have, I have one friend. This is the only reason I use Instagram. He only does Instagram DMs. It's his main way of communication. And so, okay, I've got to use Instagram. Another friend who only uses Facebook wow. DMs, but they, neither of them uses LinkedIn DMs. Like they have, everyone has their one main method of communication. And that's really what you want to get. So there's this, 
the thing I learned was like, oh, I want people to feel like if I give them my information, it's actually valuable. And I want to form a connection mm-hmm. because I, I have a lot of memory issues. I find it, I know some people, they go to this main memory record, they can remember everyone's name. I can't. I find it really hard. I mean, like all after an event, have 50, I'll look at the business cards, like, I don't remember who you are. I don't remember who you are. I don't remember who you are. I really struggle with that. Unless someone puts their face, like if someone puts their picture on their business card, I do think that's smart. That really helps me a lot. I'm like, your picture and your phone number, great, because then I'll remember who you are. But it is very challenging to be remembered. That I think that's the hardest part. Like, how can we be memorable? Because I remember I heard a comedian say something recently. He goes, Oh, someone walked up, he goes, Do you remember meeting me? And he goes, I don't. You need to be more memorable. It's not my memory's fault. It's your job to be more memorable. And I thought that was really funny. And also a yeah. really interesting idea is how can we be more memorable? I well, we have to stop doing what everyone else is doing. Number one, right? Because, the, uh, and I see. I go back to you know Dale Carnegie: be more interested in other people than you are in making other people interested in you, because they're not interested. You know, like what I say is: the minute you start talking, they stop listening because they don't care. There has, they don't care until they feel like you care about them, like you've paid attention to them. Then they care about getting to know you, or they might not, which is also a trigger. Like if they never care about you, walk away. It's like dating, right? So, you know, my thing is, I don't think you should give a business card to anyone who doesn't ask for it. Like this is what I say to people. You can give, you can ask them for theirs, but do not give yours to them until they ask for it. Because if they don't ask for it, they don't want it. So that's about you, not them. Like we do these things as salespeople because it's about us. No one cares. They, they just, they don't. You know, we have to get over it. I sometimes wonder if it's because when you order business cards, they come in such a large box of like 500. <laughs> and you're like, I've got to burn through these. <laughs> like it's so many to give away. I've never given away an entire box. I've been doing this for 20 years. I just can't, I end up changing my phone number long before I give away other business cards. I know, right? So yeah. I think maybe it's yeah. the business card printer's fault, but this has been really amazing. Oh. So I really love what you've had to say. I think this could be really helpful for people who are kind of afraid of networking. I think when you approach people and you want something, that's what makes it hard. But if you just go, oh, I just want to meet people, it removes this, at least for me, it removes the stress. So I think that's really powerful. Where can people find yeah. out more about what you do and more about your approach to networking and hear more of what you have to say? Uh, thank you so much for that. And I've really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, you know, the best thing to do is go to my website, hellbigenterprises.com, because everything's there and every connection's there and they can pick and choose. That's perfect. I'll make sure to put the link below the video on YouTube and in the show notes. Thank you so much for giving us your time, Dan. I really had a good time. Me too. Thank you. I hope you loved today's episode. I appreciate you listening. When I started my online business, I thought I could go completely alone. Turns out, Connections is the name of the game, and the faster you build contacts, the faster your income grows. Let me accelerate your success and help you earn that networking black belt absolutely free at servemaster.com forward slash black belt. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back next week with more tips and tactics on how to escape the rat race. Please take a moment to leave a review at servenomaster.com forward slash iTunes. It helps the show grow and more listeners means more content for you. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.